three friends and they are Yay. So once again, I'm Holly. I'm recording from South Florida at the moment. Yeah, we normally say what our favorite tea is, don't we? What was the thing we did last month? Was it also our favorite tea or was it something else? I think it was our favorite activity. Oh, uh, quarantine. Downtime activity in quarantine. Right, right. But we can definitely do tea. No, let's, let's switch it up this month. What's our favorite plant? Mm. <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> favorite plant. So my favorite plant of all time is pando, which is a giant quaking aspen in, I think, Nevada or Utah, where it's like the heaviest organism that exists. <laughs> and it's like a, or I didn't know that like trees are like, can be one organism, but like multiple trees that shoot up out of the ground, which is crazy. Um, and every time I learn like a plant fact, I'm like, damn, should I have been like a biologist? Should I have been a <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Like, should I have put more effort into doing science? Because it's just so interesting. Um, but yeah, I like panda. They also call it, which is amazing, they call it like the shivering giant. The quaking yes, shivering the giant. trembling giant. The trembling giant, right. The wow. quaking aspen. So what do you like about it? You know, is it I the... Mean, it's got an awesome name, the trembling <laughs> giant. Are you kidding me? Um, and then... I don't know. Like I said, it was just the first like thing I learned about plants being like more than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how I came upon this organism. That is very mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm looking at an image right now, and it looks like a forest, but mm-hmm. it's actually one root system for the whole organism. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay, so you chose a tree. Elba, you yeah. want to go? I, I have one in mind. Once again, I am unprepared for this question, just like tea. So I can some teas. My favorite is a big question. I've seen some plants. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to have to go with aloe, I guess. Aloe vera. Plant. Mm. She She useful. She yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got a shape to her you know she looks interesting oh my gosh and you can like pluck her leaves off and she'll regenerate mm-hmm. yes she does she's a strong one she is <laughs> she's always like, regenerating exactly. nothing can keep her down that's why <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh have you ever taken care of an aloe plant before oh we have one. Oh, you have one? Oh, yeah I've had, it's been in my house all my life Oh my gosh, the I love that. One? Huh? The same one? The same one, yeah. Wow. She's strong, I'm telling you. <laughs> In times of needs, we've um, like Whipped it off. cut off one of her leaves. Leaves. <laughs> they, don't even look, they don't look like leaves when you think of leaves, but yeah. Yeah, we've cut one up and, you know, taken the gel to like apply in case we had. Mm. skin reaction yeah so yeah it has to be like one of the most satisfying things like squeezing it out and just like shape I don't know so cool very goopy yeah 
there's a DIY skin trick for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay, so aloe plant and then... Oh, my name's Elba and I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> Just, you know, secondary information. Yeah. Yeah. So the main thing is that I love my aloe vera <laughs> plants. <laughs> I'm okay. that. I love that. Okay, so um, I'm Annie, and right here in New York City, baby. Um, I my favorite plant. I have to say this because I recently got her is a fern. She's called a maidenhair fern, and I named her Eden based off mm-hmm. of an Instagram poll. <laughs> <laughs> and the the thing I love most about her is that she grows really fast. And when I originally got her in the mail, she was maybe like less than a foot tall. And since then she's relaxed and been able to produce like four or five new fronds, which is really fantastic. And I didn't think she would, but yeah, it's really cool. Plants are so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Is that it behind you? Mm Mm-hmm. Lovely. Hey, Eden. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Uh, so our book of the month this month is called Dark Matter by, hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly, Blake Crouch. And it's a kind of sci-fi thriller um, about a married man with a family and how his world turns upside down one night when he's kidnapped and he finds himself in an alternate universe. Whoa. So yeah, so that was our book of the month. I mostly chose it because for my own personal challenge, I was reading like a bunch of thrillers all month. And this is one I stumbled upon and I was like, oh, it'd be cool if, you know, one of the books that I had to read was part of the group, part of like um, our our group uh, book club. That way I wouldn't have an extra book (laughs) (laughs) so yeah main reason um but yeah i thought it looked interesting i saw like a lot of good reviews so i was like why not let's do this if you guys want to kind of share first impressions or kind of takeaways just anything that was to get the ball rolling well that was a really good summary elba thank you you're welcome (laughs) Um, and you want to admit first what you've done? <laughs> yes. What you've not done. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like my voice is shaking because I feel so bad. But I have not finished the book. I have not finished the book, um, which is a cardinal sin for our book club. No, it's not. Um, but I do feel really bad. It's just like life got in the way, and then also. Um, you know, this is my first impression, and I don't want to cloud anyone's what is it, anyone's own opinion on the book, but I guess we're all going in. This is an opinionated book podcast anyway, um, is that I just couldn't really enjoy his writing style very much. Um, He wrote in really choppy, fragmented sentences, but I guess we'll go more into that later. So so my main, like, shtick, uh, (laughs) that's not right. My main, like, uh, drawback from reading and continuing is that I couldn't follow their author because it was just so uh, disjointed in some areas with his writing style. Um, I have more things to say about plot and like 
sci-fi genre in general later. But that's so far how I think about, well, that's, that's why I just wasn't able to finish the book. Um, I also have to admit that I listened to it on audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> because I was making I took several very long drives this month and um so I was like oh this would be the perfect time so I don't know exactly like and I realized it was my first time doing audiobook and I realized that I like reading much better <laughs> like reading is superior a hundred percent um but yeah so like I didn't I couldn't see what his writing style was so much as like I got it in um the vocal I don't, I don't know like obviously I heard it like but I didn't read it so I can't judge that mm. however my impression listening was I was like you ever like read something or watch something where you're like that person should have called me up and I could have told them how to <laughs> oh my god yes like, <laughs> like sometimes with like movies or tv shows or whatever but like yeah. I feel like normally like when I feel like that about a book I don't finish it because I'm just like yo I couldn't like, if Blake Crouch had called me, I would have said, listen, this is what you got to do with your plot. Like, maybe he should have had a better editor. I don't know. I could have been his editor. Yes, you like, could have been, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, because I, I could see, like, all these, like, kind of what he was trying to get at. But I was like, yeah. you could have done this better. Like, you should have avoided this. And also, like, this could have been fixed. Yeah. But, like, you can see, like, the, the promising elements of it. But it just didn't, it just didn't come out to be as entertaining as it could have been, mm. as, like, insightful as it could have been, right. as meaningful as it could have been. I was like, damn, bro. Like, yeah. clearly you've got something cool going on, but. Yeah. I don't know who allowed him to publish it like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, but he, he did publish Wayward Pines, which is, like, now a very famous series and TV show. So a part oh. of me thinks that, like, he could have been a really great screenwriter. And I, yeah. like, reading his books now under that, like, knowledge of, oh, he wrote this and it turned into a TV show mm -hmm. makes so much more sense because I can't really see it as a book, but I can definitely yeah. see it as a TV show or movie. Yeah, this would, like, the premise of this and all this stuff going into it would work really well as a TV show, but it doesn't work so well as a book. Yeah. So, I agree. You could have been a better editor. <laughs> <laughs> and I also here's my STS coming in uh, okay. I feel like he should have talked to someone with like a degree in physics before yeah. going really deep into it into a published book because yeah. there were so many elements of it I know I've only taken a couple of courses in college but I was really alarmed and I have like many is the word like phrase I mean bones to pick I have many bones mm -hmm. to pick about like the specific scientific theories he uses mm -hmm. and I don't want to get too like a, what is nitty-gritty with the details but I could and it would like probably bother me more if I didn't bring them up so mm -hmm. but yes it was like in general a very interesting premise and I was really compelled in the first couple pages and yeah this is like a good point to compare like I maybe this is also like I bet this is like a generational thing too with or not with some because when I read it what is it uh what's it called that that book that I read oh crap the three body problem was more like like back in the day like when I guess you could maybe it was like the golden age of sci-fi or whatever when like a lot of authors were scientists or were like involved in science or like engineering or stuff related to that 
but this guy's clearly not. <laughs> Sorry for talking. No, it's okay. Yeah, he majored in creative writing at mm -hmm. um, University of, uh, what is it, North Carolina or Chapel Hill? I forgot yeah. which one. But okay. What do you think, Oma? Since you recommended that book? Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it as a kind of thriller. Um, it was my fourth, fourth thriller of the month that I read, or fifth, no, fourth. Mm -hmm. um, ones I read previously, they're all kind of like different genres, and um, this was like the first like sci-fi one. Um, mm. So I was like excited because I was like, okay, it's gonna, it's gonna probably have the the thriller pace, but kind of um, different things going on. Um, I went into the book uh, um, already kind of familiar with the subject matter, um, like the 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 whole like multi universe kind of thing. Um, you, Annie texted us saying that you saw similarities between like Big Bang Theory and something else. The Flash. Oh, and The Flash. And yeah, I mean, I saw those in the sense that those shows also like talk about like physics and um, the theories of like um, a multiverse. Um, but I actually saw more, more um, similarities and at least the way um, this theory is portrayed to so like a show like Rick and Morty more. Okay. Um, so like for example, when I started it, um, I mean, I, I, the, I enjoyed the beginning, but um, throughout most of like the first, <laughs> the first act, um, I was kind of just waiting for it to, I was waiting for like the story to begin in a way, um, even though it does start kind of like it, it it jumps right into the situation like, okay, like, yeah, we have a chapter, we see his normal life and then bam, he's kidnapped. Bam, he wakes up in a, a different reality and he has to figure things out. Um, but it really wasn't until like halfway through the book when he finally has some stuff figured out and he, <laughs> um, kind of taking some action where there's like a, a turn of events when the character Amanda kind of comes in and they go off into their little adventure that the the story started really picking up for me, especially in the sense of like thriller. In the sense of thriller, but also in the sense of what I was expecting, like what I knew could be done with this premise. I was kind of just like waiting for that to happen. Like, right, I yeah. you know what these shows like, okay, we have, you're saying there's a multiverse and that you got, and you, you can travel it. Yeah, let's go. Let's travel it. Let's let's yeah. travel it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So you're waiting for so, like the travels into the yes. I was waiting for the travels because I'm okay. like, come on, he has to. Right. He has to do some traveling. Oh my god. <laughs> you you gotta. So yeah, the story really picked up for me then. Um, I really got into it. Um, that's when I kind of like finished it. Um, once I got there, I just mm -hmm. went off and, and finished it in a day. Um, yeah, so I yeah, really enjoyed the the skipping through multiverse. Um, enjoyed the kind of final twist at the end with the uh, with the many hymns. Mm. Um, 
that was a very stressful situation for me. Uh, especially since like, it was the kind of thing that you kind of should have seen coming if you've been paying attention, but you mm -hmm. also like, that would really suck if that happened. <laughs> and it did. And his life really did suck at that moment. Mm. Um, so yeah, so all in all, I enjoyed it. It was a fun story. Um, it was a fun sci-fi. And yeah, it was a fun interpretation of, I guess, this trope. I don't know what else to call it. Because like, at least now, it's it's something very common you see in like um, kind of sci-fi, sci-fi shows and stuff like that. Um, I think we should uh, introduce the character names because we'll probably bring up who they are uh, mm -hmm. while talking about the story. So I can start, like, there's Jason Dessen. He is the protagonist, the scientist who essentially is going to travel the different multiverses, and um, he has a wife. Give me, Daniela? Daniela, yes, Daniela. Yeah, Daniela and a son named Charlie. And then in one of the multiverses, he meets um, a psychologist, right, named Amanda. Yeah. And then they end up embarking um, you know, on the travels to the different multiverses. So I think those are all the characters. There probably are more. I probably missed out them because I- There's the, the nemesis or the kind of bad guy in a, in a way, um, Le yeah. Leighton? Leighton, I think you pronounce it. Oh, right. Oh, and yeah. Jason yeah. Two, who was the Jason who worked with- Jason two, Leighton. three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, oh nine, my God. <laughs> Are you serious? I only got to read up to Jason 2. So how many are there? At the end, there's... 98? I mean, for, from what we know, yeah, I there's an infinite amount because they didn't okay. the box. Oh my God. So yeah, there's a lot of Jasons, but we won't talk about all of them. Don't worry. <laughs> just the first 90. Where's the first 90? Each one. Oh gosh. One thing, wait, can I bring this up? <laughs> one thing that I was really frustrated by was, so Jason's supposed to be this really like hyper-intelligent dude, right? He's basically <laughs> a genius. It's basically that he's a genius. He's the one who made the gateway. And I feel like there's so many times where I wanted to smack him and I'd be like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be so smart. Why are you making well, these choices? I mean, technically he's not the genius. G uh, Jason no, he is. I mean, They're all the genius. Yeah. I mean, he, he, once, he once was a genius. Or he was on his way to becoming but one. But his brain still like works the same way. Like you just still have the same mental capacity. He was stupid in so many like I like if the second he got out there and like the second he got out of the out of like the place they were keeping him into the hospital. Yeah. He should have, like, he should have realized he, he was in an alternate universe. Like, yeah. he already knew it was possible to make something go into one. And he just happens to be in a place where his life doesn't exist, yeah. but he still exists. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I feel like even for someone who, like, um, <laughs> Jason one had, like, a physics degree and was, like, a professor, right? I, yeah. I felt like if I was in that position, I'd be like, something is wrong. It's this is either like a parallel universe or I'm like stuck in the past or something like that. I mean, that would be your first thing. The first yeah. thing you would think of, though. I yeah. feel like if I was him, I would have also thought, okay, I'm, I'm going crazy. Probably, 
mentally something has mentally happened to me maybe i have a tumor stuff like that then, <laughs> oh my gosh yeah my my other jason has done it he has created the multiverse and he has for some reason no but like his life was like it was other people right it was all these aspects of life that were different but the same like i don't know it just felt like well maybe like it's our bias as a reader but the second well maybe because like as a reader it was so obvious what was happening yeah. like that he couldn't write it maybe this was a problem with the writing right yeah but like the second the guy pulled him out the second he got like who's getting mugged I was like oh that's him exactly <laughs> like I it think, took yeah. him so long but we knew from the instant so maybe that's why it felt like he was stupid yeah and yeah, it was me no more no more from the get-go yeah <laughs> he does there was no suspense there was no surprise Exactly. If like, how would we rewrite it then? Like, I mean, I'm just saying this for fun, but like, if it, if maybe like he was introduced or that scene had been missing from his memory and he just woke up and didn't know what had happened, maybe it wouldn't be so obvious to us mm-hmm. as a reader. Um, but yes, like once that um, his Jason two had come onto Earth and started asking him personal questions and sent him off to a place where nothing was the same, you kind of figured yeah. it out. So I do. Maybe, yeah. It would have been better if we had started, like the first scene had been him waking up in the room and not knowing anything and us learning about his life as he discovers things are different. Mm. So like a memento kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like maybe that memory of him seeing, like being dragged and, you know, being transported by Jason to would have come later um mm-hmm. some sort of probe or something and that would have made it more suspenseful because he would have realized um that he himself had done it himself does that make yeah. sense yeah himself done it himself <laughs> <laughs> um great okay so that oh um i feel like this is just gonna be no it's gonna be fine edit this part out hallie but mm-hmm. uh so my next point that I thought about was in the first couple pages and also throughout the whole story, I, this is a very small point, but I noticed how very like male centered the, I mean, the, the, the narrator is a dude. So I understand that. Um, but when he was describing his wife and just women horny. in general, he was just, horny. Yeah, horny <laughs> and horny both. So I'm like, I don't know if I like this. Um, it was a quote that I found where he called her sultry or like something or Spanish eyes. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, her breath is, oh wait, I love this sentence. Please let me read it. Um, mm. the bre- her breath is wine sweet. And she was one of, she had one of those smiles that seemed architecturally impossible. It's, right? It still slays me. I had to check my prescription to make sure that I read that correctly <laughs> because I can't believe a man said it still slays me. But, um, yeah, so it's that's actually impossible smile. So basically, he he wrote he was it was corny. It was very about these women. Um, I I feel like why don't we use this podcast to rewrite the whole book? <laughs> so about this. Uh, Danny I feel like so the book like was not about quantum mechanics or ti- or like dimension travel it was about him 
getting back to his wife mm, and yeah. his kid who doesn't actually seem to care that much about we don't know anything about <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know so but like so the way that he described her and the fact that like she wasn't like we don't actually know like about her we know mm. she's an artist and yeah. that she's spanish yeah and that she's beautiful mm. um but we don't like get any insight into her for real so the fact that that's actually what the book was about like yeah kind of I felt like I don't know like the quantum mechanics aspect was actually kind of distracting because like what we were really supposed to be focused on was his love for his family right and like his history with his wife which I feel like oh sorry but yeah, like yeah. he was always trying to get back to her. That's like the whole point of the book. Yeah. But we don't really know anything about her. She's not interesting. I'd rather have gone on that trip with Amanda, right? That's yeah. what me. I would have done half the book from her point of view. Hmm. Amanda's hmm. point of view? No, from uh from Danny's point of view. From Danny. Hmm. Yeah. Like, there were a few chapters where we yeah. had that. Where she like, but it was only it was about her noticing how passionate their sex life now was that he was a different man, <laughs> and that like she noticed these like little differences of like what yeah. his behavior. Yeah. I feel like that is way more creepier than she made it sound. And yeah, it could definitely be longer than three pages, which is what I think was dedicated for Daniela and re- sort of brushing away those differences from. Um, j2 and j1 and not knowing or kind of knowing and i agree with you i think it would have been really interesting to have her like go through the daily rituals and Mm -hmm. and just be like why did he do that like that's so weird yeah um i mean and it could have like affected her art it could have she could have had some kind of conversation with their son about it hmm. it would have made things like it would have made it more suspenseful and thrilling to see them kind of on the edge of making a discovery or something right and I do Um, feel like we kind of got thrown into their marriage like with just saying okay they're happy but they've had fights but they're happy and mm -hmm. so like with that I do want to see like more development out of like you said the character but also their relationship um because I just felt like one thing that was happening was him describing that they had a long history and Mm -hmm. not really like describing the little things that happen or just you know writing it out without more so explaining rather than showing Mm -hmm. um and I think that would have been nice I think the one example that we got earlier on was when Daniela from Multiverse 2 was preparing a recipe and he knew all of the ingredients and the fact mm-hmm. that it was from, you know, her yeah. family. <laughs> yeah. So I would have appreciated more moments like that. I think that would have been great. Some of these are just quotes because I do like to mark down quotes. Um, but before going into that, because I think some of them are just, just one moment instances. Um, one thing that I was a little bit disturbed by that I, I said earlier was just the science in the book. And I'll just preface this by saying that I understand like not all science fiction writers will want to adhere to, mm-hmm. you know, really strict standards of what to write in their mm-hmm. books for physics and biology. Maybe they'll use their literary genius 
more so than anything they've learned in physics class. So a part of me is okay with that. But um, at the same time, I mean, Elba, you said you really liked it as a thriller. If it had been classified as a thriller, I would have been like much happier with that. Um, and in a way, if it had been just a literary device, for the multiverse thing and I don't understand why it's called dark matter because it sounds very scientific in <laughs> that sense um it could be like finding Daniela or something I don't know you know so um that was one issue that I had with with just the science in it and to provide you more examples because I want to make sure my argument is has examples and isn't unfounded um when, when Jason was describing, sorry, this is really boring, <laughs> but when, when Jason was describing the, the possibility of different universes, I'm saying Jason too, to his wife and like kind of seducing her actually by like, you know, impressing her, his, her <laughs> impressing, <laughs> impressing her with his brain. Um, he goes off and says like, imagine if there was a pond and beyond that, another pond, and you were dipping yourself out of this pond and then bringing yourself out of the other one. Um, so here are the notes that I said. Okay, so this is kind of, um, it predates or actually should be, uh, what is it? It should be referencing the theory that actually um, brought this up so it's there's something called flatland there's a story called flatland by edwin abbott abbott and he has the same last name twice um so this book i actually read while i, while I was in college because we had this seminar um talking about the intersection of religion and science mm. and so in short like this story was really cool i highly suggest people to read it it's not very long um there's this place called flatland and it's two-dimensional, and there's a circle and a square. Sometimes it's just the square. And the square is just going about its regular life. And suddenly, a sphere from the 3D world comes in and pulls the square out. And so the square becomes a cube. Um, and upon that discovery, the square slash cube realizes, wow, there's like a whole other way of looking at things. And um, yeah, so this guy who wrote this essentially was using it to critique Victorian society at the time, right? But a lot of scientists um, from then on sort of used it as a thought experiment and made it into their own like um, theory, talked about things like pocket universes and bubble universes. So I did wanna bring that up because for me, there was this sort of, um, like these things didn't really match. What's that word when things don't really match? Like I- Yes, thank you. So it was kind of incongruous because um, when you're taking something from the 2D to the 3D level, essentially you're bringing them into a different dimension, right? But we're talking about like multiverses. And if you think about this, um, taking us, for example, like we are either 3D or 4D dimensional creatures. Imagine like warping us into like a six dimensional space. How would we exist? Because we don't exist in six dimensions. It'd be very hard. There are probably different kinds of laws. And um, I don't know, I just feel like it'd be really hard to exist in that, in that dimension. So when you're talking about like taking one person from a pocket universe and plopping them into the next, it's sort of 
um, like conflates the pocket universe theory and with this like flatland um, thought experiment of seeing things anew. So um, like another thing that I remember when I was researching this for my uh, STS class was for a lot of these pocket universes, it's possible that the uh, fundamental laws of physics are actually different in each one. So it's not only that life might be slightly different, but mm -hmm. that it's probably nothing that you've ever seen of before, right? And even the scientists who are advocating this kind of um, theory are kind of out there and they're not really totally accepted by the general scientific community. But I can see I've taken this too seriously. So um, I'm done with my spiel. <laughs> I'm done. I think something that you were getting at, which I agree with, is that it wasn't believable. What he was describing, because we didn't know enough about it and he didn't know enough about it. Yeah. It wasn't really believable. Yeah. No. He wanted you to think about it, but there was nothing to think about because he wasn't using the background actually correctly. Right. Um, and I think it's good that you uh, gave a little some <laughs> a little insight into into that um, because the second he brought up Schrodinger's experiment, I was like, "This is about to get messy." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is." Oh, was, I did actually. I thought that the idea of of like you can travel like dimensions if you like suspend a part of your brain that perceives dimensions at like a really cool idea. Yeah. Like the thought of that, I thought that was so interesting. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to know more about how, how did this guy who didn't know that's what he was doing, like right. the, the chemist, how did he know how to do this? Like, what is, what does this mean? Right. Well, we can get more about that. Um, so and obviously, like the the uh, like the analogy of the corridor with many doors was really interesting, mm. but it was just like the author didn't actually know about this theory. So right. after a while, you were just like, "What? Well, I mean, um, uh, okay." Yeah, I do agree. I think some more research would have been useful, and I think that goes to show like the author's limits. And anyone's limits, like if you feel like you don't have a certain, like, I don't know, background in that specific set of knowledge, especially science is like one of the hardest, um, what is it, specialties, like uh, mm -hmm. things to specialize in. If you don't know it, it's kind of obvious. And I feel like yeah. for a lot of other subjects, it might be better. It would be easier to like have a general um, knowledge and get away with it. And um, mm -hmm. But I mean, I would still argue that like in the end he did sort of get away with it because it kind of made sense. You know what I mean? Like like the plot made it sort of more make sense. I know that sentence does not make sense. Wait, but you didn't get to the end where there's 97 Jasons. Okay, can you fill me in? What happened? <laughs> well, basically once, um, once he goes off of Amanda, he's trying to find, he's trying to return home. Yeah. Um, to where he originally was before Jason to uh, stole his life. Yeah. And after like the middle chunk of the story and after Amanda leaves him, he eventually does find his way back home. Um, but the thing is, he's not the only one that's made it back home. There are several other Jasons that have made it back home 
because in traveling to all these multiverses, mm. he's essentially creating even more, um, more like, like alternate, alternate like points of time that could have happened. Like, okay, like the like there's a version of him that escapes. Like, well, with that, there's also a version of him that does not escape because everything that can happen is is happening in just a, a different um, a different world there are several um, Jasons that also make it. If, if I'm explaining this correctly to you. Okay. Like, you understand yeah. like, like he like traveled to one, he traveled to one universe and that one he survives. There's also a version of him that doesn't survive, that dies. Right. There's a version of him that we actually meet that, for example, he loses Amanda in the snowstorm right. instead of both of them surviving. Yeah. And, he, and that Jason also makes it back home. There are several Jasons that have gone through different, um, to different universes that have experienced different things mm-hmm. um, that have come back very, very differently. Yeah. Since the the last third of the story is him trying to outsmart and survive the other Jasons that are trying to kill each other, because there are some Jasons that have just mm-hmm. have just gone through it. Oh God! <laughs> have come yeah. back. Uh, serial killers willing to kill in order to have their life back. So he's trying to survive that. Maybe Jason to kill. I love that. I love oh, the, the chat room. Chat room. Yeah, that that so out. <laughs> what is this? Bruh, what he stressed me out. I was like, bro, <laughs> like if I was him, I would have been like, you know what? I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> this is too much work. <laughs> that was too much. Basically, basically, he figures this out when. Um, so he sees Jason too with his family. He's like, okay, the only way I can like get my life back is if I kill him because, because if I were to put him back in a cube, what's to say he doesn't just come back and do it again. You know, like just like he did, like he sent him to another verse, but he found his way back home. So Jason too can do the same thing. Yeah. So he goes to a store to buy a gun and um, he doesn't have a license. Oh God. And. He's like talking to like the 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 um, cashier, the cashier, the girl there, and she's like, "Wait a minute, are you Jason? What's his last name? Jason? Are you are you Jason? Uh, yeah, Jason." And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Oh my gosh!" And then he he t- and she tells him that this is like the fifth time you've been here. Oh, <gasps> and again, no! um, you had this exact conversation, blah blah blah, no! and that's when he's like. Oh. Oh. He goes back, he goes to his hotel to where yeah. they have like um, a computer and he's like, he decides to create like a, a email account using something only he would think of. And he, and he finds that, that that email actually exists. And that's when he sees that there's a, a, a chat room that's been started where all the Jasons are like talking <laughs> and he's like, and he's like Jason nine or something. Okay. And he joins the chat and like, he sees all the conversations they've had, like, like, um, like you, you guys don't deserve it. You don't, you don't know what I've been through. You're like you don't know what we've been through. It's like I deserve that family. I've literally been through hell. I oh went to hell. God. One of them tries to like contact him. He's like, hey, why don't we work together? Like get rid of the rest, and then when it's just the two of us, you know, we figure it out. That's a lie. That's a lie. You know, it's a lie. And and when he goes up to back, when he goes up to his hotel room, that's when he he hears like a phone call and. 
and the the call canceled and he figures out well, wait a minute what if that's another jason and he's leaving his room there's a jason there with a gun chasing him mm -hmm. oh, blah, blah, blah. there's another jason with a knife <laughs> from downstairs with a knife <laughs> honestly like oh the last gosh. was yeah. like the most fun because it just it kind of like it was came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah and like like it makes sense in like what we've learned from like the story like he's like oh like if if you make a choice there is a another universe mm -hmm. where you made the other choice mm -hmm. so even though when we got to this part i was like wow i should have seen this coming i was like but this is hella stressful oh my god <laughs> it like it, yeah. it like makes perfect sense it's just like the only outcome that could happen if you follow like the scientific yeah. rules that have been set up in the book mm -hmm. but from a narrative point of view i can't imagine why you would choose to do this right. because now we have 97 other characters who we know who have been through who are the same character and now he's like you only care about this one yeah <laughs> and like in the, so in the rest of the book what happened annie is like the jason that we've somehow been following the whole time the one who we haven't seen split off at any point, mm -hmm. he like figures out a pretty like a unique way to get uh, Daniela to come to him instead of that, him going to them where he puts them in danger. He like gets arrested for doing something small and calls her to the station, and then they like leave by cabs and the, the Jasons to find them, and then they get their son and they drive out into the middle of nowhere. Yeah, from a narrative point of view. And they keep saying this, which is, why should you get to be with her when there's all these other yous? Yeah. So now we have to think about that, too. Or like, what? This is, what? Why do we care about this guy now? Yeah. And then, so the author then has to, like, prove to us why we care about him, mm -hmm. which is that for some reason, he's different in a good way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or you could make it. And you don't know how it ends. Hold on. This through me the what? way it ends. wait it doesn't <laughs> it, ends, it ends on a cliffhanger no, no i mean no I mean, not really no it this it threw me because like i was like this is like this is the only way it really could have ended yeah, yeah. now that all, now that we've got 97 jasons but yeah. also i was like bro this is you just this is making more problems like there's just gonna be more problems oh my god so it ends yeah. with the jason that we've been following for he has like other Jasons follow him, uh, so he has to like kill them or whatever. Um, and so with him, and but so then Daniela's like, no, I choose you. I want to be with this Jason. <laughs> um, and so they, so he goes into the box with Jason or with Daniela and Charlie. Okay. And Charlie chooses the way forward in the box, right? And that's how it ends. Like they step that's through a door that Charlie's chosen. <clears throat> but now. But now, yeah. well, this is how I thought, this is what I, my head face was. I was like, we just got through why being in the box created an infinite set of problems for you. And yeah. now you're going to get in the box with two other people. Oh my gosh. And now, now after, this isn't like, you're not going somewhere nice. Yeah. Like you're going to get somewhere and it's going to be like chaos right you just created infinite chaos right i mean like i'm thinking of like this is why to me the quantum thing was a distraction from the actual story because afterwards 
all these little things become more prominent than like they need to be. Like I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that this was not like an ending. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing was solved here. You just right. couldn't I mean, I think the point of like having them go to other universe is, I mean, the, the whole point, like the whole reason why um, their universe was a problem is because all of these people are going into one universe. Like they're, they're, right. they're going to one place, one place in, in, in time and universe, which is like <laughs> where it originally happens. And so in the ending, I think the author was trying to solve that problem by having one and not be about not having um, Jason choose it. Mm-hmm. Because there's already a millions, millions of, of versions of him that already exist that could stumble upon that, that universe because they think the way he thinks. And by having mm-hmm. Charlie do it, since technically he's, he, hasn't, he hasn't been through all of this, he hasn't caused all these problems. Yeah. They would hopefully find a universe where no one would follow them because they'd have like, they wouldn't know where they, where they are. Right. Because mm-hmm. no other Jason has. Has Charlie, right? Has they a have Charlie. A right. Right. But now an infinite number of Charlies exist. Yeah, but they will have no reason to go to that universe. They would each possibly just go to a different universe. Yeah, but then some of them go into another universe and it's hell. So I have to go back. One Charlie gets separated from his family. So now yeah, but we don't care about universe. those. We only care about these. Oh. We don't care about this one Charlie and his one that family. That is a problem. The yeah. other when ones be he, damned. When oh, the author created all these other, they, they, he just multiplied the character. And it was like, but why? Like, why should we care about like he he was trying to prove why we should care about these this one specific group of people, but to me it didn't work. Yeah. I was like, this is, now this doesn't now as a story, mm-hmm. this doesn't make like this isn't compelling anymore because there is there's no reason to care about this group of people more than the thousands of like actually oh, this is going to be kind of off ramp, but like I want to go back to like Amanda right, okay. so. Now, like when I thought about it, I was like, well, when he left it, when Amanda left, I was like, there's some universe out there where he stayed with Amanda and they like created a life in like a utopia, right? Is that what he still so, wrote? Is that what? Um, no. Oh, that's no, just the possibility. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, but now they've been to a utopia. But like okay. the point was now that he's created all these universes and we've seen like different possibilities as a reader, I want to go read the most interesting one to me. But he, like, and the one the most interesting one isn't the path that he's telling now. Right. Right? So I personally have lost interest in, like, I have lost that sense of realness about why I should care about the character that he wants me to care about, why the story that he's telling is important, when mm. he's shown all these possibilities yeah. which are more interesting. Right. Like the one with Amanda. Like I wanna know what Amanda what happened to Amanda now. Agreed. Like I wanna know about the story where Jason and Amanda go on an adventure in an alternate universe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, that does sound fun. Cause like another part right. of what you're saying. Also, he kinda, oh, sorry. Oh no. I was just saying, like another part of what you're saying is that there are so many Jasons, like hundreds or more infinities, right? Like at that mm-hmm. point, it's sort of become kind of like a video game. And where, like, 
all of the characters, no matter how many times you destroy them, they're going to come back or like they're going to be even mm-hmm. more. And mm-hmm. I feel like in that aspect, it becomes less like life-threatening because you realize, wow, there's so many copies of Jason. Some of them are deranged, but like it's less interesting um, because I feel like it, I mean, I didn't read so far, so I don't know if it is so, but like it doesn't hold as much reality. And even if it is a different um, kind of like physical reality with, with dark matter, it just seems like really um, like gamified and mm. sort of like you have nine lives and uh, not, and when, when you have only one life to spare, things there are no real really, stakes. Yeah, there are no real, exactly. Like the stakes have lowered a lot. That's interesting because I never really saw it as the stakes kind of lowering um, in the sense that yeah, these are all these are all technically Jasons, but the way what I took from it is that each and every one of these Jasons have in their own way deviated from their past selves and the choices that they've made and the lives they've lived, which is why we have Jasons that are now totally off hinge or serial killers. Mm-hmm. That's why we have Jasons that are completely different or almost similar to the one we're following. Mm. Um, so I didn't think of it as kind of the stakes lowering because I thought the stakes were kind of higher because each one of these Jasons has been through kind of hell and they all want their like happily ever after. They all want their lives back, but it's not that simple anymore. Yeah. So in that sense, I never thought of the stakes being lowered and in the and in the case of why do we care about this, Jason? Um, definitely, that is a question that the book proposes themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's one that they kind of not exactly kind of solve because I don't think you're supposed to like leave the book like not caring about any of the other Jasons. Um, you're still like left with the kind of this daunting realization of like there are all of these people that that are kind of have gone through this and are not gonna have their way, they are, are not gonna have like the kind of life they, they, they fought for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I never uh, saw it as, what was I saying? I, I didn't think- A stakes. I didn't think the book wanted you to like, just not care about them. I think the, no. in the, end, the book wanted to kind of make a, make a point of saying, that in the end, like in the end of the day, it's all about kind of like the choices that you make mm-hmm. and um, the life you, and what you, the choices that you make and your decision to see those choices out, to stick with the, 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 the life you've chosen. Mm-hmm. Because essentially the whole reason this story starts is because one Jason didn't like the way his life turned out and decided right. he could just treat this with another, which yeah. is yeah. Jason too. He's like, wow, I've dedicated myself to science. Really regret that. Wish I'd chosen <laughs> Daniela instead. Yeah. And instead of like living with that choice or trying to move forward. And yeah. Make, Get him his own like partner. She yeah. Is, it's not like she's dead. Yeah. Why can't they do successful? Instead of doing people? that, yeah. he decides, nah, I'm just going to erase all the <laughs> that, so that I made and just snatch <laughs> Snatch happiness for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, and I think that's kind of like the main theme of the story. What I took most out of this story mm-hmm. is kind of like 
the only way you can really live life is if you just fuck the road not chosen. Like, stop thinking back. Stop looking yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Being like, why? Mm-hmm. What, what would have happened if I hadn't gone to Vassar? What would have happened if <laughs> that day I didn't eat that bacon, egg, and cheese? Like, like no. Yeah. <laughs> Go back. You've already made that choice. All you right. can do now um, be kind of educated on how that choice has shaped you, has changed you. Yeah. And keep going ahead, keep looking forward and making more choices and just continue living your life. Yeah. What I got from the end of the book and where kind of Daniela and Charlie, they decide, you know what? We choose you because out of all the Jasons, this is what like Daniela's reasoning. She's like, out of all the Jasons, you're the one that kind of, that got to us. Yeah. We don't want to... Mm. Uh, since you didn't read the end, um, our Jason, he decides like a way to to kind of appease everyone and to appease all the other Jasons is to have like a lottery system. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, they all meet up and they just, it, it, uh, they just randomly choose who's gonna, who's gonna be with, be with a family and everyone else has to just leave and leave them alone. Mm. But Danielle and Charlie do not like this idea because they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like one no like like they don't know what they're gonna get like yeah they're just yeah. out there killing people like we like you you somehow out of everyone managed to to get to us um they they vibe with him i'm kidding i mean uh, he's the og they, right so yeah i mean we, we no, can't know not. that that's the point no. we don't know no who the OG. OG. Oh, okay there's no og isn't that the point yeah that's like the point but the the point that they're trying to say is in life, like sometimes it's kind of about your your luck, your like w- the choices that you make and where they lead you to. Yeah. Like he just happened to get like lucky when he decided, okay, I'm gonna get myself arrested. None of them, none of the other ones thought of that. And mm. that's just that's just their luck. Right. And, you know, and that's his luck. And she, Daniela, equated to how when they first met, like he didn't have to come up to her. Like, like when they meet, she's like, this guy's like hitting on her and she's like, so not interested. And he sees her and he decides to like, just walk up to her and they pretend to like know mm-hmm. each other. So the guy goes yeah. away. She says, yeah. I could have been anyone. Some other guy at the party could have seen me and done the same thing. Right. I could have yeah. talked to him and I could have married him. Right. But that didn't happen. Right. So let's just keep going forward. Mm-hmm. She's Besides, you, you, you made your way to us. Let's keep going forward as a family. Now, let's try to find a solution instead of going back and picking a random Jason. Right. I think your takeaway is really smart, and it's like probably like the one of the more what is it? One of the more like deeper takeaways from the story, mm-hmm. which is that like you know if you look back, you'll cause yourself suffering. And in this case, it will cause your copies more suffering too. So, <laughs> yeah, that is a really good point. I wish he had, like, I think that, yeah, I also think it's a really good takeaway, Elba. And I feel like you should have been saying that in his ear as he wrote this book. <laughs> because that was yes. like, the main point of this book. But, yeah. You know, like you were saying, like, it, it wasn't, there were all these other distractions. Problems yeah. with the writing, problems with the plot, problems with the science that yeah. took away from what maybe maybe he was trying to say that. Yeah, exactly. obviously he was trying to say that, but he couldn't. Like it was just, it was just kind of nah. nah. Like it just yeah. turned out. 
where that kind of message like got buried it got buried yeah yeah it got lost and like it also like I ended up not caring about the FIE into the book because I was so <laughs> like I was so like caught up in all these other things that he introduced. Yeah, but I think Elba, your your takeaway was very is very like insightful and on point, and you should have edited his book for him. Exactly. So, yeah. Let's just <laughs> offer our services, you know. Yeah, yeah. we email Blake Crouch like, hey, we we have a book club. We were talking about your book. <laughs> Next one you're writing, send to us. We got yes. you. We got it's you. It's our business, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All future authors, just come to us. We'll read your... <laughs> we'll edit it. We'll have yeah. a little group discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Was it? Yeah, I think so. so that oh, was, wait, let's announce next week. Two minutes. Yeah. Announce next... Uh, so that was our book of the month Annie. now. Annie's choosing for next month, which is June? Yes. Oh my, oh my god. god. Halfway through 2020. God. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. I, I, that's why I second guess myself. I'm like, we're in, we're going in June now. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully we don't get cut off by Zoom. But our uh, next book of the month is going to be Don't Call Us Dead by Danis, Denise Smith. Um, and he's a really fantastic writer uh, and poet. And so it's going to be a collection of poems. And hopefully we'll enjoy that. And I think it's especially relevant for right now. Um, especially in light of um, George Floyd. So we'll discuss that next month. And I hope you'll read with us. Bye. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Hope Bye, you like See you the podcast. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Hi, everyone. So this is Hallie. Um, I just wanted to thank everyone again for tuning in for our monthly podcast. And we hope that we will see you again next month for our next book. Bye-bye.